Hello and welcome to Grand Canyon Echoes, the voice of District 3 Toastmasters. Good afternoon, podcast listeners. This is your host, Don Griffith. Today, I'm with Holland Nance down in Tucson, Arizona. Hello, Holland. Hi, Don. It's great to be with you today. We're here to talk about Holland's experience in Toastmaster and how it's affected her and what she has learned. Holland, how long have you been a Toastmaster? Well, Don, I've been a Toastmaster since 2010. I joined a corporate club with my job. And since that time, I've become a part of District 3 here in Arizona. Okay. What's the name of your club? Locally, I'm a part of Southwest Toastmasters and Leaders First. Two clubs? Yes. You can be in more than one? You absolutely can. (laughs) Great. Tell me, Holland, why did you join Toastmasters? Yes, Don. Initially, I joined Toastmasters because at work, on conference calls, I felt a bit uncomfortable not being able to see the audience when I was delivering and sharing information on conference calls and training sessions with people who were not physically in my same room. I decided to join Toastmasters because it gave me an opportunity not only to become more comfortable speaking in rooms with people, but also the impromptu speaking opportunities helped me to gain a bit more confidence in those moments where I wasn't sure what I would say. And believe it or not, it really did help me perform better in the corporate setting. How did you find out about us in the first place? We had a lot of support within the company. And there were Toastmasters who were quite active and were constantly recruiting. And they grabbed me up and basically took me hostage and allowed me to attend my very first meeting. Well, good. You had people supporting you and people in your own organization who were talking up the benefits of being a member of Toastmasters. Absolutely, yes. Tell me about that very first meeting. That first meeting was really exciting. The members were inspired. It was during our lunchtime, so it was a great getaway, and it allowed me to connect with other people throughout the company who had one consolidated or corporate goal, which is to basically improve themselves and work on becoming better speakers and leaders. During that first meeting, I got more than I expected. How so? I understood that if I completed my first 10 speeches, I could become a part of a speaker's bureau and be called on for speaking opportunities and even in some cases receive financial compensation. That excited me. Even early on at that very first meeting, you were thinking far ahead in your own career development. Yes, absolutely. Had there been anything that gave you pause? Did you have any concerns at all about joining Toastmasters? No. I I realized immediately that it was a superly supportive environment. I listened to other people who were involving themselves in the meetings, and I saw varying degrees of expertise. But what I saw remained consistent was the level of support and constructive feedback each person was getting that was customized to their particular needs and allowing them opportunities to grow. I know that there are people who have thought about being into Toastmasters and hesitate. Absolutely. Why would people hesitate, do you think? 
Well, Don, you know, it's often said that people fear public speaking more than death. And that's a, a really large amount of fear to express. And I think that's because people understand that anytime you are publicly sharing your thoughts and ideas, there's a large potential for rejection. And that rejection or the potential for rejection oftentimes holds us back from even stepping forward and being able to express our ideas in a real clear and concise way, but also being willing to open yourself up for the potential of receiving feedback. That sometimes can be really scary. Why do you think that is about the feedback side of it? Well, because sometimes we feel like it will create exclusion, that if we don't always fit in or don't meet our own personal objectives or level of success, it's a hard thing sometimes to really process. It's important, though, to know that feedback given constructively with that right level of support can help you become more comfortable opening yourself and becoming receptive to what we all need to become stronger and better speakers and leaders. In Toastmasters, what is your opinion of the feedback that we provide our members? I think it's superb, not only because you have people who are more experienced, but you also get to hear feedback from your average everyday person. Depending on the makeup of your club, you can have varying various age groups, various professional settings or histories, different educational levels. You get an opportunity to be with the average everyday person and understand how well your topics relate to them. The people who are doing these evaluations, they are not professional coaches or employees of Toastmasters or professors, are they? Not They're just, all, no. just regular folks, <laughs> Regular right? people who are sharing what they've learned through their own Toastmaster experience, but also following the prepared plan for giving proper evaluations and feedback. There are absolute steps and conditions that we should meet, and we know how to monitor and evaluate and observe to make sure that each speaker is hitting those points. Let's imagine a new member who, unlike you, was not really afraid to go into that meeting, but maybe they've gone to the meeting place and sat out in their car, tried to get the courage to come into the meeting, and left and went home. Finally, they walk in one week. Mm -hmm. What should they expect? What kind of reception can that nervous person or that afraid person expect in a Toastmaster group? One thing that I enjoy, especially about the Toastmasters meeting club environment, and I've visited clubs all over the country. My initial club was in North Carolina. I'm here in Arizona. And at times when I'm on vacation, I visit other clubs. But the consistent experience is there's always a warm greeting that makes you feel welcome. They want to know what brought you by. And they usually come and sit beside you or invite you to sit with them. So you don't feel like you are a stranger walking into a hostile environment. But in fact, you are welcomed so much so you're like, oh my goodness, I'm about to join immediately. And it's so warm and it's so consistent. I think that is just a part of the Toastmasters culture. 
that even if you are sitting in the parking lot thinking like, oh my goodness, this is the scariest thing I've ever done or will be the scariest thing I'll ever experience, once you walk into the room, all of that is eradicated. Does that fear, that apprehension disappear immediately or is it a process? It is absolutely a process. Every speaking opportunity, the truth is we're taking risk. And in fact, and I've been a Toastmaster now for nearly 10 years, each time I stand up before a Toastmasters audience or even an other audience, I am nervous. I am always concerned to make sure that I am connecting with the audience. I want to make sure I have relevant content and that I have done an appropriate amount of work to rehearse and to prepare to give information and to share information that will be meaningful. But each time we stand up, we're giving of ourselves. We're sharing a part of our heart, our soul, what matters to us, and hoping to connect. There are several things that go on in a typical Toastmaster meeting. What are some of the elements that happen? What are some of the events or things that happen? Well, one of the things that I appreciate, and it's just a part of my personality style, is that meetings are highly organized. There is typically an agenda that lists what we can expect to occur during that meeting time. That agenda invites the other members to participate and help the meeting flow happen in a systematic way. That's really meaningful. So there are portions that can be inspirational. There are portions that provide opportunities for us to engage in impromptu discussions. And then, of course, there are the prepared speeches. So you get a variety of speaking opportunities and experience the voices of several different people throughout that meeting opportunity. Here I am, the brand new member. I, I got out of the car and I got into the room and I just said, yeah, I'm going to join. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give my first speech, but I'm afraid of what they're going to say about my speech. What is going to be said? Who, who does it? Who, who tells you? how good you did or how bad you did. Well, hopefully, even before you get to the speaking opportunity, you have, once you joined, been connected with a mentor. Someone who can guide you through the first few speeches, who can help you understand your speech writing style, to let you know there's obviously more than one way to write a speech and to prepare. They can make sure that you've accessed all of the necessary resources to adequately prepare and even before you stepped up and given your first speech, you should have received some feedback from your mentor to make sure that you are comfortable presenting for the very first time. But once you're in the meeting, then of course there will be an evaluator who will be assigned to listen and provide you the necessary support to absolutely congratulate you for taking this big first awesome step and then give you notes on how to continue the process of improving. So it's not going to be like reading a movie review by someone who hates the movie. They're not <laughs> going to tell you how bad you were or anything like that. Again, Toastmasters is one of the most warm and supported environments. And this is the best place to practice. This is the best place to get great experience because they're supportive. No one that I've ever run into over the years has been a maniacal evaluator. Oftentimes, they've been super supportive and they want to give you compliments because truthfully, every audience wants to see you succeed. 
I've never been in an environment where I've heard any audience member say, I am looking forward to this person having an, a horrible speaking opportunity. But we all want to see you win. And that's the Toastmasters environment. When people ask me what an evaluation is, I break it down like this. We're going to tell you what you did well mm -hmm. and why. Then we're going to give you suggestions for how you can improve and how. And we're going to motivate you to want to come back and be even better the next time. Absolutely. Highly motivational. We want you to come back. Mm -hmm. I've been in Toastmasters 22 years, and I've only seen maybe once or twice where a member gets an evaluation that caused them to leave. You mentioned working with a mentor, which is strong, and before you even get to the meeting, you're working on your speech, and you're making, I think you said, make use of all the resources available. Yes. What kind of resources are available? Well, with the Pathways Educational Program, there are excellent online resources. They are, for, especially for the icebreaker, there are not only segments of the plan that you can read, but there are video examples of how your first speech should be organized, how it can be delivered, and key points that you can actually see portrayed right before your eyes so you can have an example of what the speaking moment really looks like and understand the, the meeting environment. So the resources uh, through Pathways is absolutely an excellent tool to fully utilize. You mentioned Pathways. Yes. Tell us a little bit more about what is Pathways. If I'm a new member, okay. I, I will probably see that word or hear that word, but I don't know what it means. Right. Pathways, because we're Toastmasters, right, we care about professional and personal development, not only for speaking, but for leadership opportunities. And Pathways consist of now 11 different paths that we have the option to select, the paths that meet our own personal goals as well as our professional goals. And it doesn't matter where we are in our career path professionally, we're always looking for opportunities to grow. And Pathways have paths that are specific to our individual needs. And within those paths, there are five levels. The levels begin with the introductory steps and then move to the more advanced. The great thing about Pathways, though, is you have the ability to customize your path based on the things you want to develop. So if you want to be a podcaster like you, you can select the elective where you learn how to facilitate and even develop a podcast. If you'd like to be a web blogger, there's a, an option for that. If you want to work on strategic leadership, there's an option for that. So based on your own specific goals and needs, the paths really can support where you'd like to go. It almost sounds like picking a major in college. Very similar. But it's online and it's super convenient. You don't have to stand in line at the registrar's <laughs> office. <laughs> and it's a part of the entire experience of the, the learning and development process of being a Toastmaster. Holland, which path or paths did you select? Well, I immediately selected the motivational strategies path. I have completed that one. And now I'm working on effective coaching. Why does that not surprise me? <laughs> you? 
you seem to have thought a lot about coaching, about risk aversion and things like that. Do you do that outside of Toastmasters? Absolutely. I am a professional and growth coach. So I help people achieve their goals and help them really work out a plan of action items and provide accountability that help people go to their next level of success. Is that a one-on-one relationship? Sometimes it is. Absolutely. There are one-on-one opportunities, and then sometimes there are group coaching plans. I offer both. Now, for people who are listening to this who might not live in Arizona, Mm -hmm. have you got something for them? Absolutely. Many of my clients are on the East Coast, and we meet virtually um, by video, and we have sessions where, again, we work through action plans and systems of accountability. I understand you wrote a book. I did. <laughs> tell, us, tell us a little bit about your book. I did. I wrote a book, um, and the, the concept is about overcoming rejection. And again, the speaking opportunity is an excellent opportunity to overcome rejection. Each time we step up helps us to shore ourselves up in our own personal identities and prepare to receive feedback and information sometimes that doesn't always match how we view ourselves. But once we understand who we are and what our clear objectives are, we stand confident in knowing that those who are providing us feedback are there to do that to help us. What's the name of your book? The book is I'm Accepted, Walking the Journey from Rejection to Freedom. Is it published? Is it out there? Yes, it was published in 2016. It's available currently on Amazon.com and on my website, hollandnance.com. We'll put information about your book and your website onto the show notes so that people can find it easily. Wonderful. Thank you. Holland, what would you say to someone who says, I don't know about that Toastmaster thing. It just (laughs) seems too risky. I think one of the most important characteristics to develop through life is resilience. And Toastmasters is the perfect place to build resilience. Yes, each time we speak, each time we walk into a meeting area, we experience the potential for risk. But the more often we face that risk and overcome and even supersede the potential risk, we are building resilience. And resilience really says that we are strong people who are capable of overcoming any fear or obstacle to meet the goals that we've set for ourselves. When I hear the word resilience, I... In my mind, I have this feeling of bouncing back. Absolutely. Being flexible and bouncing back. Bouncing back. Because we're going to run into challenges. Absolutely. Some of them are things that we've done to, to do it ourselves. Yes. We get ourselves into a, into a problem. Or sometimes it happens to us. Right. But having that ability to, some experience saying, I've been through some tough times and I've come back. Yes. One of the things that Toastmasters can do is get you over that certain things like the fear of public speaking or the fear of getting rejected by what you say. Yes. Mm -hmm. I agree 100%. Toastmasters provides us the the ability to, to create a habit, right, of bouncing back. Maybe you don't get the response you were expecting. But to show up for the next meeting and take advantage of the next speaking moment is an example of developing that resilience. 
Well, Holland, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I'm glad I made the trip from Phoenix down to Tucson to talk to you. I'm glad you're here. The pleasure is all mine. This was fun. Well, thank you for listening to our podcast. Stay tuned for future editions where we'll talk to Toastmasters around District 3 in Arizona, where you will learn what it's like to be a Toastmaster. The Toastmasters will learn how to be better Toastmasters, and all of you will have fun listening to our podcast. Thank you so much. Toastmasters International and all other Toastmasters International trademarks and copyrights are the sole property of Toastmasters International. This podcast is independent of Toastmasters International. It is not endorsed by, sponsored by, affiliated with, or otherwise connected with Toastmasters International other than for the use of the name Toastmasters International.